Welcome to the One One Hundred One Podcast. On this show, we break down high-performing strategies, influential interviews, and try to develop discipline, mindset, and character traits. Please welcome your mostly Latino, somewhat literate host, Juan Guadarrama. Well, uh, I can imagine. We, yeah, we're jamming. So uh, we, can cut, we can cut through some of this stuff. Right. This is a really big day for me. I've right. been trying to nurture this. Um, fucking listen. Uh, my man. We got fucking Corey G. Uh, I was uh, thinking about it yesterday, and I was looking back. 2015 was the year that uh, I kind of found you, and you happened to be at the gym, like yeah, the barbell truck. Yeah, like super back to back. Uh, so it's been a long time from there, and um, I don't know if you know this, but like you and John have been mentors to me, uh, just from on the sideline. Appreciate that. Uh, which has been super dope, and, and you guys talk about this sometime to where often we're trying to find information uh, that goes against what you currently believe, right? So yeah. you can grow. But the thing that you guys do for me, and I try to do for other people, is confirming the way that you think and feel, yeah. right? Because you guys know I train early, and this is fucking Corey's fault. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, just letting someone know, like, yo, you're not nuts. You're just, yeah. you're just a little different, and, and you walk at a different pace. Crazy gives you crazy results, bro. Uh, and we Simmons said it the best. I wake up, and I'm like, how do you guys, how do you do this? People ask. I'm like, dude, I just wake up and I jam. Um, there was one episode, and you for sure remember when. Uh, you were on a rant about people asking you if you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your people voice love cracks, that. Man. And yeah. Your voice cracks. And you're like, I'm not fucking tired. And I think uh, I don't know if it was Zach or one of them was like, a little sleepy, never tired. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I fucking feel every day. But my cup is full at the end of every single fucking day. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You only get one chance at this thing, man. So yeah. it's like I started looking at that. A lot of t- people don't realize that. I'm training first, business second. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's the opposite way because I've had some business success. But at the end of the day, am I, am I good? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like I, by default, because I'm so busy with kids and business, that it ended up at four. But what I started to yeah. realize at 4 a.m., what I started to realize is that, and I talked to you about this a little bit ago at the gym, because I'm here now and it's like three Eastern and my phone's blowing up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, obviously, I have to handle some of it. I'm the fucking guy that never wants to be on the phone in the gym. That is not my thing, like at all. I'm trying to train. Leave me alone. Oh, jeez. But, you know, that's why I'm outlined from four to six to be that kind of spot for me. And when I, when I get up, I never think, oh, my gosh, I have to get up and do this. I, that's my wife's like, you spring out of bed like – I said, but I'm getting out of bed to do something I love to oh, do. I, yeah. Uninterrupted. So not only do I love to do it, it's uninterrupted. It's with my guys. And I'm, and I'm testing things and I'm training things and I'm pushing myself in the vibe of what we are talking about outside of lifting is all positive. And like you always talk about now it's silent killers only, but that's what I'm creating because you can't fuck with me if you don't have no discipline. Yeah. Straight up. You might try, you might think you can fuck with me, but eventually you can't get out of bed. So it weeds the guys out that I, that I talk to and mess with on a yeah. regular basis. And the ones that leave and hate, it's really because of them had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Cause I tell everybody I'm there anyway. Yeah. If you decide that you want to come, I will help you and I'll bend over backwards. I'll teach you outside the gym, inside the gym if you're about it. 
no matter what you do, whatever part of walk life you're from, if you're dedicated, I just had a recent a guy, he didn't train with us, but he comes in at four. He was locked up 20 years, man. He actually took my class at Columbus State for content creation. I, I was, I, I kind of doubled back as a professor for one quarter and he just comes in every day. He can't believe, he's like, I'm so motivated by being in here. He's like, and I ain't even like with you guys, you know, but I'm just in yeah. here feeding off of it. And so it's addicting, man. And like, I just know with that, the, the yielded, the result of what I'm getting from this, I can't deny that if I just continue the process, it'll just keep going. Yeah. And it has. Yeah. So that's I, it. I, I don't I've overthink had, it. I've had similar things. I go to sleep excited about the next day, every Same. day, one. I'm never bored. I always have shit to do. For sure. Uh, like today, I was excited about this uh, and a couple of uh, things that happened throughout the day. The also beautiful thing that you just talked about, unintentionally, like I'm going to train there anyway. Like I do for me. If you I'm guys not happen to be there, yeah. you guys happen to be there. But the people that stay there, uh, the conversations that I have behind the scenes of like, yo, you changed my life is fucking nuts. I was just doing me. Yeah, and I just want to go out of my way for guys like that or gals, whoever, that are dedicated to that level. Like, yeah. my whole thing is I want it to be like the group at the 4AM crew to not only be just really strong, motivated people, I want there to be wealthy, you know, set up for life, doing what they love to do, confidence. Like, confidence runs everything, bro. Yeah. And I swear to you, I see it. Since these cats have walked in, since they were, some of these guys were like literally fans from Muscle Farm that was taking pictures with me at the Arnold that now I'm in the like trenches with and I need them and they need me, you know, on those big squats and those days when you don't want to be there. And I've seen them grow from owning their own business and building and dreaming and just working on, man, that's what it's about, dude. Yeah. And, and I get to see it every day. And usually dudes start floating away a little bit, but I think the, the value is there to try to reel them back in. I'll throw them a line once or twice, yeah. you know, and then after yeah. that, it's just what it, it is. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> playful gym banter for sure works. And it, it feels, oh. uh, it's just like how I imagine both of us grew up. Yeah. Right? And I'm on sure. high right now of like a hashtag send better men of like, we need to be fucking more accountable yep. to our circles. Yeah. Very small, tight fucking circles. But hey, Corey, you're fucking up, dude. Yeah, for sure. And, and letting the motherfucker know that. I tell dudes, like, you're too good of a lifter, and this is too too important for your life for you not to be here. And then, you know, I let them know, like, yo, I got three kids, five businesses. Yes, this is part of my living. I get it. But um, if it was a different time frame... I would still be the guy training. Yeah. I just would have a different job. Like it's just what I do. Yeah. And so I just tell people like, you know, you're going to be better if you go through this. The problem is what you take a step back from it sometimes sleeping a little bit, get a little comfortable. You think it's better, but that whole time you're waking up thinking, no, the fuck did I go to the, the gym? first thing that slips and everything else starts slipping. There you go. So discipline is rewarded. I've never seen anything else than that. And it's like, that's why I'm so eerily um, dedicated to a, a success habits during the day because the, the things that I want, dreamed about, thought about, manifested in my brain, they've essentially mostly all of them have come true. Yeah. Yeah. There's some things that over, you know, I got bigger than I thought was going to happen. And there's some things that have went under what I thought was going to happen, but I'm, I'm always in the ballpark. Yeah. And, and it's always aligned with a true passion of like, this is what I believe can happen. This is what I'm gonna work to happen. This is the things I think about. This is the things I'm putting out there. 
It just, it's, it's amazing. Like there's a set of rules in this world and that's how it works. Yeah. And people that don't believe that they're crazy. Yeah. Not, not aware of it. How did, uh, how did your 4am crew start? Like uh, trickled in and yeah. So it was a 5am crew originally because I was personal training so much. I was trying to get, um, an early, I originally had clients at 5am train till 8 p.m. You know, I'd be off during lunchtime, kind of similar to you. And then um, when I started MP, started growing supplements, I gave my clients away to a trainer at the gym, but I started going in at five. And there was one guy I really wanted to train with more often. This guy, his name's Corey also, Corey Carpenter, a real good dude. He's at a different gym now because he was coming in to learn yeah. know, to get his business. He's like, man, I'm about to start coming at four. And I was like, well, shit, I'm trying to go at four. And there was only like four of us then. Mm-hmm. As soon as it started at four, shit went like this. Yeah, it's, a, it, it, it's a different. It went to like twenty I, people. I saw that. I started at five as well. Yeah, but then I would have to teach class at six thirty, so your training gets cut short. So we're like, Correct. all right, four thirty. Fuck, still can't finish. All right, fine, well, four. Well, and that's what it is. Guys that don't do this, they're not just staying at the gym for work. They're not rushed because we got electricians and guys that work, you know, in real estate and guys that are in school and people that are driving 45 minutes to come train. Like Will Green drives 45 minutes, right? I drive 35 minutes. So it's like, you know, people aren't rushed so they can get it all in, get a shower, get out of there. You know, Zach's always got clients early. Yeah. So it's one of those things where then it started to become, I think the other thing is people like that that's, that is like the notch of crazy where people can't identify with it. Yeah. And when it became, you know, cool too and the the kind of results that were happening it was yeah i don't know i pride myself on it yeah yeah it, big I, time. I laugh and tell people because people think there's this like rule or a different membership like how do i get in y'all just gonna show up yeah if you show up Respect. you're fucking in yeah However, <laughs> you show up once you better not only show <laughs> yeah. up once same yeah no i feel it's the fucking same way jam uh so the time that uh, i went to go visit your gym i don't I don't, you don't know any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were trying to figure out one how to get in because it was early. Yeah. I, uh, I think it was a Saturday. I don't remember what day yeah. it was. Uh, I'm not gonna say what the code is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guessed it. Yeah, <laughs> not hard to guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but all right, well we're in, and if we meet someone, we'll pay yeah. up, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to get in here. Sure. The rest of the crew that didn't really know your gym and you were like, "Yo, trust me, just yeah, fucking yeah. come in here." First two people of me was uh, Zach and uh, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, get to know each other. Oh, I think it was, we met them during the day, the day before, and then I had asked, hey, can we just show up tomorrow? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, just come through. That phantom uh, kind of thing about our gym is what I kind of love because people don't know. Yeah. They don't know if it's invite only because they think it's like a West Side, yeah. which it's not. They don't know, can we show up and train on a day pass at 4 a.m.? Is it closed like a club at that yeah. time? They're, they think that they got to be really super fucking strong to fuck with us. Yeah. Like, but to me, the edge of that makes sure that when guests come, they're always putting their best foot forward. Yeah. And I want that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I want guys to say, shit, I'm going to train to just go there and train. Yeah. That's the kind of facility I always wanted. I wanted people to come there with a purpose. You walk in and you can smell work. Boy. Yeah. You, you know what time it is. And no one's headphoned up. The music is just out. Blasting. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Blasting. You, there's no cold. windows. So, you know, yeah, it's cold. Goody Up is like, is uh, our jam because we're cold. Yeah. And so, it's one of those things where there's not, that is my dream gym. I had the gym at Muscle Farm that was 30,000 square feet, had all this crazy stuff, indoor basketball, and all this jazz. 
not my thing. That was my partner's thing. Yeah. I said, man, you can do all that, but my, I already got my dream gym. Yeah. I don't need all that that stuff. That's not me. The the, the nuts and bolts, old school, that's how it, I grew it up. It changes the mentality. It keeps it grounded too, man. Like yeah. no matter how much money you make or what's going on in business or who you know, at the end of the day, when I walk in that gym and throw my keys down, that's one of the most proud things to me in my career. And none of them guys give a fuck. They're there to beat me, yeah. just like I'm there to beat them. Yeah. That that competition within your weight class, within your group, you lose that when you lose when you leave high school sports, college sports, whatever it yeah. is. You don't have a locker room. You don't have the day on the butter where the butterflies show up, or you got to show up like in the powerlifting meets. Yeah. You got to perform or bodybuilding show, whatever it is. We still have that as a 41 year old man. I still have a locker room. I still have days where I have to show up, whether it's in my fucking underwear or with my singlet, whatever it is, and, and be ready to compete. A lot of motherfuckers don't like me because of my success. So you got like you got that whole vibe of competition, and then in my own gym, I'm not my strongest guy. Yeah, I get my ass kicked every day. So there, there's a lot of factors to this that people don't even really think or know they miss. But if you're an athlete, you miss it. Yeah, you have to. It's I I am so happy I found like powerlifting. I just started competing last year. For the longest time, I was studying Westside, just mm-hmm. watching what you guys were doing. And, uh, so my intent was like, yo, I'm going to go visit all these gyms. Absolutely. Uh, and so I remember the workout that we did. It was, we did rack pulls that day mm-hmm. and a bunch of back stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was early, and we were still going to go to Westside. Yeah. And we didn't know the rules at Westside either. Yeah, we their rules assumed, are a little different. Yeah. yeah. But we just assumed we were going to be up against the wall, like just fucking, I'm here, I'm just going to watch. Yeah. We get there, uh, I don't know. Usually makes you lift. We got fucking lift. We just did rack pulls at your gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blew our fucking backs out. My lower lower back is on fire. Sure. Louie goes, all right, you guys are doing suspended good mornings. I'm like, <laughs> what are you going to do, though? You're not going to no, say you're no. Not gonna say you no. shut up. You yeah. fucking gear get up. Under the bar. Get under the bar and yeah. fucking start jamming. And the whole time, I'm like, I'm getting oh, my yeah. ass kicked by someone who weighs 135 pounds. He loves going at the people. Fucking jamming. The yeah. best thing about Westside uh, and that little wall split yeah. where they have the clock yeah. taped to the wall. It's an alarm clock so that's supposed to sit horizontal. They just taped it to the wall, and that's like the only thing in there that tells you what time it is. It's a so, fucking museum. It's so good, bro. Um, so that that trip was really special to me, and like, and just getting to know people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've traveled since. I I, I want to go back. I want to go to the Arnold. I've never been to yeah, the yeah, Arnold. Yeah, you should. It's you, fun. You live right around the corner from there. Um, I've never been to that. Yeah, I've been super there. Dope. I've only missed one year uh, uh, since two thousand. Oh, it's fire. Yeah, I've been there. That, that's, been, that's a big... The Arnold Classic a big part of my career because my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, worked with a guy that knew somebody from the Arnold Classic. Like I'm talking about more like 19 or 20. And he said, uh, "Would your, I know your boyfriend's in the bodybuilding. You think he'd want to work at the Arnold Classic uh, selling programs? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So I, I got this. I was the guy outside of the expo selling programs when programs were a thing yeah. to uh, get free tickets for the Arnold Classic. I mean, that's how I started. So, you know, some of the same people that worked there then worked there when I was one of the main sponsors with MP and then I've been there every year since. And it is pretty, it's a pretty interesting um, time frame of going from selling programs at the Arnold Classic to being partners with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a, it was pretty wild. So I kind of, my career kind of runs like when the Arnold Classic comes up every year that I kind of have a reflection point. Yeah. Um, not on just the whole amount of what's happened in my career, but year to year. 
Yeah. Like, oh, where was I at this time last year? Um, and so that's kind of like a, a little bit of a measuring stick of what what's happened, um, you know, the calendar year prior. So yeah, I I shared with you, and I'll kind of let everyone know. Our, this year will be the or 2020 year, first year that Deuce goes to like the Fit Expo. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Right, like the start of it. Yeah, you guys should sell gear and everything. Yeah, yeah so sick. we're like we're just gonna sell our coaching development, that's all cool. the specialty programs we have, yeah. and our gear. But for me, it's mostly. Uh, Getting the rest of the world to get to know us. Yeah, for sure. Hey, here's here's our start. Uh, and I remember going, like, I guess as a kid, mm-hmm. and just like, yo, I'm just gonna get free subs. Yeah. And now, like, yo, we're gonna have a booth. fucking booth. No, it's and oh, booth. and I'm and I'm competing in the powerlifting so event. Cool. Uh, so it's also like full circle. I'm like, fuck. Being behind just, the booth is a different feel because you know you always remember being the guy going, oh, how did they get there? Yeah. You know? And I used to go there like. Trying to meet mag- back in the day, magazines had booths. So I'd be there trying to shop my pictures, trying to get that cover, trying to do all. I mean, I I was on that super hustle yeah. back then. So yeah, it's it, it's got a lot of good members. You you dig the Arnold? It's crazy. It's, t- yeah, it's pretty tight. Um, all right, switching gears. I have recently reread the Mindset Manual, and uh, if you haven't, you should fucking read it. It's a little bit of a kind of like a story of. Corey's kind of steps and what I love the most about it is like it's kind of like a workbook yeah so there's like questions after each chapter can you tell us a little bit about it kind yeah. of uh, the process of it um your intentions yeah. you ever go back to it yeah and do version 2.0 all that <laughs> and, I, and I just did um uh audio version so my senior editor at Corey G Fitness he actually did the audio for me and they, it took us a little while because I was like you know what I was gonna read it um, but I was like, I'll just have him do it as like a side project so we can give it away for free. So I should have it for free pretty soon because okay. that, that's kind of my thing. I want to be able to, in, in the mindset manual and PDF, I give away for free all the time too. So, but, um, yeah, so one of the most impactful books that I ever read was called the wisdom of Andrew Carnegie told by Napoleon Hill. It's also called how to raise a man's salary. So it's been released in two different, um, it's the same book, but two different titles. And what I loved about it was I read Think and Grow Rich and that was uh, definitely a cool book. But this had like 17 principles of success. And so I just it, – it basically is a workbook for life and business. And for some reason, whoever gave it to me, I can't remember because it's not a super popular book. It's kind of like a low-key killer. And it just made so much sense to me. And every chapter I would read um, previous to – way you know, probably 10 years before the Mindset Manual – I would see things in my life where I would literally go, oh, I read how Carnegie did that. I'll just put it in play. Yeah. And then, so what happened was when I, when I had left Muscle Farm, the Mindset Manual was my first main project that I really wanted to do. And I got up actually earlier before the gym, a half hour every day and just started writing and dictating and whatever I could do to get it, get it done. And they're essentially similar principles, but with stories wrapped around them of how I inputted them into my life and then some with other twists. And it really is just like kind of a laid out version of how I got here, things I've been through, letting people understand some of the things I persevered, how I look at life. And it's a quick read. I've got a ton of feedback from it. I can't tell you how many people have read it a lot though, you know, because I've sold a lot of like the actual copies. I don't sell them anymore, pretty much mostly online, but it's free for my membership. So people download it like crazy and read on the app. But, um, it's one of those things that I was super proud of to do because I was not a very good student in high school. Mm-hmm. I really can't write for shit. So I, it is me, but I, a lot of times I would record it and somebody would write it 
because I talk different than I write. I don't know why, yeah. but I sound better this way than I do if I just sit down and write. And so, um, so it was a work in progress. I would like to do a 2.0 because it's been five years yeah. and I've learned a ton since then. I've grown a lot since then, but it's, it was one of the things I was probably the most, I felt the most accomplished. And I know when I give it to somebody, they're one going to understand me way more yeah. because you know, like when you have like a little bit of like an urban feel to you out here, <laughs> it, me, I, know. <laughs> I already know, you know, yeah. and you're obviously have a different ethnic background. Like I stick out where I'm from. I always have, I don't really care cause I'm just me, but people don't really know how to take me. Yeah. So what happens is when people start to realize like what I'm really about, what I've accomplished, how I operate, they read the mindset manual. They start getting a different take on what 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 time it really is. Yeah. And so I'm proud of that, man. I think it was good for my family to read. Here's the one thing. Uh, this was the coolest that, thing. That's a big click for me, by the way. Yeah. So this is what you'll really enjoy. I thought to myself, there's no way that I could tell this to my children yeah. if I tried. It's impossible. There's no way I would sit down and in this order teach them to this level. I wrote it for them and for, for anybody else that just I thought could benefit. But I wanted them to be able to – when Chris Moore died, it made, it made a lot happen here because I realized he had young kids from Bartle Shrug and that they had 250 episodes of Bartle Shrug and that's how they're going to know them. Yeah, yeah. That's real, bro. I, 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 I had similar thoughts to where sometimes I think about – how I'm marketing myself, mm -hmm. uh, social media marketing or how I'm speaking and what makes it the easiest is I want Lucas to hear and listen and see all of this. 100%. So whenever I think uh, if I go on a rant or yeah. I'm ever talking about anything, sure. what what is 17 year old Lucas, if he's, he's going to see it, he's going to fucking see it. This is my fucking dad. This is what, what or if I die, like, damn, this is what I'm about or at this point, internet's our grandkids and everyone will see no all question. of this. Uh, but I, that's heavy for me, dude. That's real. Yeah, and I, and I, like, I made my son when he got a little bit older, he needs to reread it probably now. But as a freshman, like I want him to know the life that we have was all here and that in, in all the work and that this is not entitlement town. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like to understand like dad changed the situation because it was serious and like how I kind of, you know, shepherd that next generation is really key yeah. because his life's not going to be like mine or it's not like yours. Yeah. It's not, they don't got to have that struggle. It's different. Do you, uh, have with the timing, have they been able to see the, the, the different stages? Alex, ha Alex has the, cause he's uh, 14. Yeah. So my daughter just turned 12 and then my youngest is eight. They only know the big house yeah. and the, the cars and stuff, you know, and just yeah. like how we operate the travel where he still can remember kind of that a little bit of the upswing of it. But it's one of those things where, um, I try to remind them very often, Hey, this isn't how it always was. This is uh, manufactured from all the work from you and your moms and like, you know, just the, but you can never really know. Yeah. That's why I like that material so important. Because you can feel those pages from me, I think. Yeah. So that's what I you know, hope they will. But yeah, it's, a, it's tricky because you know, somebody said, what was it Gary Vee said the other day? Um, how can somebody be hungry if they've always been fed? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Bro. I mean, we've yeah, talked right? about, <laughs> we talk about how we're scared about that. Oh, no. So it's, a, like it's a real artificially thing. Artificially like 
if no one's gonna punch you in the face, I'm gonna fucking punch you. No, in the no, face. you have to. Uh, like they think I'm crazy. Because yeah. I got I got AG out. He's he's gonna when he watches these things when he gets older, it'd be funny. But like out here running hills, yeah. just screaming in the yard, bro. It's just crying. Motherfucker, you got my it. name on the back of your jersey. You, you don't ever act like that, damn. right? I mean, so yeah. I mean, I'm that guy. Yeah, and I don't, I'm yeah. unapologetic yeah. for it. An, I tell mom like it's dad time. Go yeah. back in the house. And, you, and I, I, she knows. Like my wife knows as well. The other day, Lucas was fucking around walking, and he like fucks around when he's like walking and not paying attention. And I'm like, yo, you're gonna get hurt one day. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. I'll give him a little smack on the head. Sure. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Him and his cousin were uh, running, playing tag or whatever. I'm in front of them. I turn to see this fool not looking in the direction he's running. He turns his head and runs straight into a wall. <laughs> First reaction, I don't know what all, all other parents would do, but I, I get down and get mad at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I told you to pay attention. Sure. Get up, walk. Yeah. He's six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, I need that to sink in. There's little instances like that. The highest, the, one of my favorite things right now is parenting him. Mm-hmm. I need you to feel that. Babe, don't pick him up. Yeah. Ten minutes later, hey, you know why I'm mad at you? That's the key right there, Juan. You got to come back you to gotta it. You got to come back to it. And that's what I always say, like, when I've had some episodes like that with my oldest and he's running, he's about to throw up, he's like all disheveled once, but if he gives it everything and then he's done, as we're walking back, I always let him know, I love you. I'm good now. We can move <laughs> on. Yeah. And, you know, and look. You, me and you is cool. So yeah. that, I think that coming back around and not just leaving it out yeah, there, like, like you think that they're not good enough or any of those. And that, that's real with the way things are with social media and stuff yeah. now. There's a lot of things that these kids are going to run into that we didn't. Yeah. And so I think that part's the biggest part. Yeah. Coming back around. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, I, I think I'm fortunate and lucky. So are you to the, the coaching aspect of it. Oh, of course. You that's know? what we do. Uh, and I think that part of parenting is scarily like dying like fucking yeah. some of the shit that i see oh, like bad. are you fucking kidding me yeah, it's i bad. i need i need to do these things to fucking save you not everyone makes the team not everyone gets a job no sorry and, son and i try to keep it real man as much as possible probably maybe you know like you said your kid's six <laughs> I, I, I talk to my kids the same way because yeah, i let them know okay. like this is this is what it is out here like no i, I try to tell them like you think y'all like no one's gonna show you love yeah. You already got a head start on most people because of me. Yeah. No one's going to show you love. You actually got an X on your back more. Like You got to prove it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got to know that going in. Like You're, you're automatically in certain situations going to get shown different things. If they you be tested for sure. Absolutely. So you better beware. Um, switching gears a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, you recently were a professor, Professor G. Yeah, it was amazing. What made you decide to go into that? What was that experience like? What did you get out of it? Are you going to do it again? So so cool. <laughs> so literally, this happens to me a lot. Juan, I'm lunging at the track, and I'm the most clear after the morning conditioning. Yeah. No question. So like, I train from 4 to 5.30, roughly, or 6, go lunge, you know, 400, 800 meters. By the time I'm done... For some reason, I'm crispy, just like on all cylinders for ideas. And I've came up with amino coffee during a time mm-hmm. like that where it just popped in my head like, what if I could do aminos, but like a coffee and I can do it warm or, or iced or whatever. Like that's just um, kind of what happens. And I was thinking, I text um, my original teacher that was at Columbus State. It's a, it's a community college, but there's 30,000 people a quarter. So it's yeah. pretty big. 
And I, I text them and say, hey, Don, do you think they would let me teach a content creation and um, social media class at, this, at Columbus State? You know, I think it would be good for the fitness people. When I need to learn how to live in the box so I can understand how to put a class together. Right, because I know I'll do it online at some point. Right, I just haven't got around to it. Through a business of biceps, we're going to do pricing courses and stuff. Yeah. I was like, but I want the experience of actually driving to the college that I barely got through one year at, that I, I actually give a scholarship to every quarter now, which is really cool. And it's like I wanted to test myself to do it. And my wife's a teacher; she has her master's in education, oh, yeah, actually. Right, yeah. So she taught for three years, and then she stayed home to help run business. And so, dude, when he was like. I think they probably will because you're a resume. Let me check how to go through the process of getting a job. Like, cause I had to basically yeah. get a job, right? I mean, I was, getting, I, I remember you talking about that. I was oh, fucking dude. laughing and dying. I drove downtown like four times to do nothing. And I'm like, I'm wasting so much time. But, uh, the key was getting in there, understanding the syllabus, understanding the kids, adding value. I really look forward to it every, every week. The funny thing is, they had not even asked me. They just left it on the curriculum like to be signed up for the fall quarter. People start signing up for my class. They're like, hey, what day do you want to do it? I'm like, yo, I didn't get wow. a job. Yeah, oh, like, oh. yeah, I was like, I, I just did it for a quarter. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll, it's something I'll do every summer or something yeah. like that. I was like, but we're not, this, I can't, this can't be like a thing that's yeah. ongoing. Um, and I, I appreciated that they liked it that much. I had 12 kids, only one person failed, mostly because they didn't show up. That was probably my favorite part. That's nuts. Oh yeah, so check think this out. about think about that class. I'm gonna go to class to learn about social media with Corey G. But he yeah he didn't understand, and he's in fitness too. Ten minutes. The the the, the last project was ten minutes interview, ten minutes on your own discussion points, just something you want yeah. to riff on, and ten minutes on something else. It was like thirty minute podcast. Send in late, didn't do it, whatever. And he hits me up on on Instagram, right, direct message, like, yo, Corey. Just making sure you got my thing it was late. I didn't accept it. I said, you around? We, we should talk. So, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I call him. I'm like, look, man, you charm all these other teachers, right? I can tell because you got a real good personality. Great kid. Just doesn't realize what it's really going to take to be successful. Yeah. I said, you know, like, this was a really good opportunity for you to create a relationship with me. And I'm like a player in this industry. But here's how this works. I would never hire you. You're going to be fucking broke if you keep operating this yeah. way. And the sad part is you've been getting away with it for a long time, but I'm not even a real teacher. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Yeah. I'm a business guy, so I'm laying it to you straight. What all these other teachers can't say to you, I'll say to you right now. You're going to be a broke motherfucker unless you get it together. Yeah. And you're getting an F because that's what you gave me back. All you have to do was do half of what I said. This is the easiest class. But you had to be vulnerable a little bit on your posts. So then he says, well, my, the things that you were going to have us post really ain't my thing. So could I, could I just go back and hurry up and do them my way? I said, so let me get this straight for a second. I've been out here killing it in this industry. I came out to teach you, but it's not your thing. So you want to do it your way? And you signed up for my class. So I said, bro, and, you just don't get and it. And you even took time to go meet with him. After so good. So good, bro. So good. So I said, I hope that you understand that you just can't get through life like this, that real motherfuckers see it. And that's me. And I'm telling you really like it is. And I said, I think you're a good dude. I think you'd be really successful. You got to be humble. You got to be a little bit more real and you got, you just got to get your work ethic together. Yeah. I would never, I would never hire you or ever answer your phone call straight up ever again, because of what you displayed. If you would have came to me and said, 
this ain't my thing, man, uh, because of this, this, this. If you had some real other than just like scooting by it because you're lazy, that's different. But yeah, it was a great experience. But the other 11 people, I think they got a lot out of it. I enjoyed it. I created some great relationships. And it was uh, really fun for me to tell my wife that I taught at a higher level than her. Just to uh, her, seeing how I didn't go to college, really. So I enjoyed that part. And that was kind of a running joke in my house. Yeah. Which was cool. What uh, what did you base the curriculum off? What, what are some things that you wanted them to get? So that's what was cool. So when I met with um, – so I had to meet with like the head people at Columbus State. Yeah. Right? They're like, all right, so what would be your textbook? How are you going to create – like what's the content? <laughs> they don't know, right? Yeah. The textbook was The Wisdom of Andrew Cardegi. Mm-hmm. So literally what they had to do was read a chapter – um, they'd have a quiz on uh, certain things. It was mostly me asking them questions to unlock things from that yeah. chapter about themselves. And then I created uh, – they had to do a post Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, on whether it was a picture, whether it was a video. On, on their social media? On their social media. And I had a hashtag. That's how I graded everything. So I can just go to that. So no matter where I was at in the world because I went to Switzerland during this yeah, time, yeah, yeah. I just go on the hashtag and I can see okay. everybody's videos. So I'll show it to you when we're done. It was the name of the class, yeah. like SES 280 something, whatever. And basically they had to apply what they learned and then I would kind of mix it and say, I need you to post something about X. And then some of it was personal, some of it was about business, some of it was about whatever. But I was like, people got to create a relationship with you. Social media is creating a relationship with the person. They got to feel like they know you. A lot of people feel like they know me. Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I try to put out what I'm really about, yeah. and it's it's authentic, and so that's where that one guy had a lot of problems because he might not really know who he is. Yeah. part of it, but a lot of people just said, you know what, I'm just going to listen to this dude and do it, and it was like I got to know people really well. It was cool. They did well. Yeah, it was really cool. And you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if you posted three times a week, um, like I said, whether it's a video or picture, and there were certain some of them were long, some of them were short. One of them was like. Um, on one of the chapters on discipline, you know, they had to say, Hey, I'm going to create a streak of this kind of based off like the lunges, but it could be oh, anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to do 50 squats a day for the next mm-hmm. two weeks. Or, you know, there was, I was, had little lessons in there of teaching them how to be about their business. Yeah. And, um, they were all in fitness. Um, or? Most, like most of them were. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Did they know, uh, of you beforehand? Uh, like Three of them knew like for real what was up and the rest of them I think kind of learned during the process. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think it's one of those things that what I liked was you guys can go and read about me, but I'm right here. Mm -hmm. I'm just like y'all. I'm right here. I'm not a super talented. All these things have come over time of building my confidence. And I was was trying to tell them like I made them get up in front of the room a lot. They had like one lady said it took her 30 takes to do a minute video because she was so scared. Mm. That's the thing I didn't realize, right? Because I didn't grow up with social media in high school. Yeah, I got social media as an older person that was um, already in business. I was like, are you kidding me? Put me on. Like, turn yeah. the fucking camera on. Yeah. Let's go. But that's not how it is, right? People are scared what their friends are going to think, what their parents oh. are going to think. What their... I didn't realize how big of a deal that was. Yeah, The judging, because I think that I've owned up. Well, even people your age though, that haven't had to do it. Ever. Right. So, so, so I'm weird, right? So that's the thing is, so that's where the unique dynamic is with my oldest kid is his friends are aware of what I do because they're into this stuff, training supplements. Yeah. The parents aren't even on social media. So it's a weird dynamic that the kids are aware of another adult in the town mm-hmm. because of a, a business or positive, but they're not really wrapped into it. So it's a weird kind of dynamic 
Uh, but I've always had a crowd that was like a little bit younger anyway. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's an interesting time, um, for me because I've had some, you know, awkward because I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary, but I am being me. So I'm at the gym, y'all motherfucker, get the weight. Um, or I'm out here preaching stuff like this. And I think because I'm so outspoken and got my own kind of, you know, kind of vibe to me that yeah. it makes people uncomfortable. It does. Yeah. For sure. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, cause I, I have an assault rifle in my hand. I saw it. Well, no, I'm thinking about getting a handpiece. So it's funny. It's, it's because because Johnny talks about this a lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, okay, so going back to Jack and a handpiece again. <laughs> well, like, uh, so I went to school. I went to college. Yeah. I did. Fuck. I did. Uh, I went to the military. I did a bunch of stuff. I was going to. Did you army? Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Okay. So I guess coming back, I told you like my story, but yeah. played soccer in college. Was kind of my first thing. Uh, was playing, took it for granted, I quit my freshman year, and kind of was lacking support, I'm, I'm unaware, I'm a child. Sure. You're, you're a fucking kid in college. Yeah. What the, I wanted a party. Yeah, sure yeah. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I, for some reason, I've always liked military and unit and trying to like train for something. Sure. That was my first experience of waking up super early, and at boot camp, I was yeah. like, I'm never fucking waking up early again. Isn't that funny? Fucking funny. Uh, I said the same thing when I was coal mining because I had to get up. Right? I told my stepdad he never again. When I'm done with this, I'm personal training. I'm never getting up at this time. Yeah, I'd be home for the holidays when he was still working in the mine. I'd be up training before him. He's like, "Remember that shit you said?" Well, he don't say no cuss, but he was like, "Remember that thing you said to me?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. My dad, my dad used to brag. He used to get up at six. Now I'm like, "Yeah, you know what I've done by the time you wake up?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, So I did uh, go to the Marine Corps on the officer side during summer breaks in college. Okay, I studied business entrepreneurship. Um, I don't know if you know LMU, Leola Marymount, the Jesuit yep. College yeah, yeah. up the hill. It was pretty dope. Um, Good where, basketball team, right? Ish sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really a sports school. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's where I met, met my wife. Uh, so we met <laughs> hot boxing in my room. I love that. <laughs> and then we've been together ever since. We got pregnant pretty fast after school uh, ended. And then I was like, do I freak out? I'm gonna be a firefighter, I guess. I don't know, I gotta go find a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of into fitness, kind of into training. I think at the time, it's like, it's like right now, it's still, it's finally a career. Sure. Right? Like 10 years ago, this is what it's you did. not a career. Yeah. It was like, I just like to be in the gym and I like to train. And I didn't really start to like, kind of like lift weights and bodybuilding.com, but you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Sure. But the same story that you always tell, you see the trainer over there and you're like, what are you doing? I can do this way better than you. Dude. Right? Yes. Let me jam. Yeah. Um, so then at some point I was like, dude, fuck this. I'm going to become a dope strength coach. Love it. I'm just going to do it. I will figure it out. I don't care. Um, so then I went down that route, uh, eventually finally drove, uh, by Deuce, met Logan, and then I've been kind of jamming ever since. It's cool. Um, I forgot where I was going before that story. Oh, the tattoo story. Yeah. Okay. So Latino parents, tattoos, no go. Like, oh yeah. Like but it's classic. heavy in the culture though. There's a- yeah, yeah. But, but it's like gang related, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gang related, whatever, whatever. My whole front side is tatted, right? Uh, And it's probably not until like the last three years to where they're like, everyone and everyone around here is like, oh, this 
That's, that's just one thing. Your whole gym's half tatted up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which it's is cool. Spinning. Girls, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's funny instances to where, like, I run an older person class, mm-hmm. and the first person they walk into, sometimes I'm not even wearing a shirt. Yeah. You have a mad pump, wants yeah. tatted on the front. Hey, Corey, what's up, dude? Yeah, you know yeah. What do you want to do? And I'm like, winning. Uh, I think it's cool because I have to work to uh, win the relationship over. For sure. And create a real relationship. And after that, it's fucking game over. Oh, it's right. Uh, and everywhere. Um, but that's why I think it's cool. It's just like pr- prove uh, it's not about what you look like or the pants you wear, the music that you listen to. Like, but it yo, seems, what but are you it, about? But why is it? It is like that, though. That's what's, what's it crazy. Is. That I mean, if we have, I think, the personalities or the confidence to get past it. But it's it's weird that it's still that big of a deal. Because yeah. it is. It, it's so I, strange. I think it me. might be less... Maybe, yeah, maybe less know, here than it is out there. Everyone's like, oh, let's go tell what you got there. Yeah. Like asking about it. Um, it's getting better. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, fuck it, dude. Like white America, bro. It's been tough. Now that I'm white. <laughs> but I've had these problems my whole life. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's funny. Like I, I, I always usually jived better with different people from different ethnic backgrounds because I always, I grew up like country but with this like urban feel that's why i had to go to a city and even as i've got you know out in the country outside of the city still had that thing and i think because you know i'm 41 but i don't really feel 41 almost 42 i probably act a little younger than i am i run around with a lot of younger guys in my crew and so like i don't really fit in the box yeah and so anybody that's different always is going to get that vibe from maybe like traditional america and so I've always kind of felt like an outcast, but that's why I always like, dude, there's nothing, this is going to sound funny, but like to me rolling around in sweatpants doing my fucking life, how I want to do it, you know, is the fucking best. Yeah, and the tight. looks I get is amazing, especially if I'm driving my rolls and I'm rolling up to go get some fucking coffee in the middle He's of the day or some shit. Man, what? People <laughs> yeah. are like tripping out what and it's like, do? yeah, and it's like, so, but then once they talk to you, they get a respect for like, all right, this dude's been doing business for 20 years. Yeah. It's just, I enjoyed being able to do it my own way as does John. And I think that that's why we vibe so dude, well. John, I fucking laugh dude. at John. Uh, John I listened is to the amazing. latest episode, the, the, uh, what superhero power you would like? <laughs> so good. Bro. He's fucking. He's amazing. Like, I would love to kick it with him at some point. I will. Um, I will make it out there to fucking. Kick he's it with him. he's awesome. I'm fucking. He's like kids. unapologetic. Yeah. yeah. He just and, and the same thing we talked about on that podcast one is like being able to have the freedom. You know, money gives you the freedom. Definitely doesn't give you the happiness, but it gives you the freedom to be able to do what you want. And when you can create enough income to really do what you want. And, and, and like what you do as you do now, it's like, man, it, it, it's unbelievable. It's a dream. Yeah. You know? So, but it's, it doesn't come without a crazy amount of work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, we're all, we would all be addicted to it anyway. For sure. I don't know what the fuck else we would do. I was, my parents thought I was messed, like done, bro. I'm like, I just like to lift weights. I don't know what I'm like, yeah. there's no personal trainers by the coal mine towns I grew yeah. up in. And yours was early on. Like now it's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Much different. Gym people. Dude, 1997. I graduated high school in 97. There wasn't... I didn't know a personal trainer. Yeah. Like, no one I knew, or even kind of knew, made money lifting weights. I I talk about the story. The guy who owned the gym had a full-time job at the steel mill. Oh, yeah, yeah. He still worked a full-time job to still make sure the gym was open. Like, when my friend's like, man, in the city, 
like in Columbus or Pittsburgh, which would be the two closest cities to where yeah. I grew up, because right across the river is Pittsburgh, like they have this, it's still not even big like it was out here. Yeah. Like in California, personal training was happening. Back in Ohio, it wasn't really happening. So when I'm speaking this, like I'm working at a sawmill, stacking lumber, I'm working at the coal mine, and I'm speaking this noise like I'm about to go be some fitness guy, like with Arnold Schwarzenegger, people are just tripping, like, what the hell is this guy smoking? Like yeah. this, like no one, no one knew anybody that did it. So when I understood that there was a there was a lane for me to be the first one from my area, mm-hmm. so I took a pride of like being from the we call it the Ohio Valley where I'm from, which is like right in like close to the Panhandle, West Virginia, and Pittsburgh, PA. It's all kind of in this little area right here in the valley, and I was like, I can come up out of here and be like the guy, yeah, you know, and think about it that way. But think like the person that pushes forward fitness. Let's people know it can happen and that they can believe that it can happen at a high level. And I impacted a lot of kids from that, I think, just because people will see like, yo, this, this dude's just like us. Yeah. So it was, um, it, it was like a badge that I, I wear still today to be like, you know, one of the more successful people that have come from that area and did it in something that really wasn't happening then. Yeah. So 20 years, a long time, man, a lot has changed. There's people back there that make money doing it now. Some of my friends, Zeke O'Connell and some other guys, they, they make money in the fitness industry in that area. It wasn't, it wasn't happening back then. Yeah. It's cool. Mine was a little different. The things I stressed about is like, yo, this shit is saturated. So So, I mean, uh, individual is huge. Yeah. So it took me a while. Well, one, you guys talk about this all the time and you kind of mentioned it with a book that you read like one you have to be aware and i've become more aware through listening to different podcasts and reading mm-hmm. where am i in the world where do i sit am i in a learning stage am i in a growing stage right now i finally feel like i've set a foundation and i can be in the marketing stage yeah i got something to say sure um and you got a craft to show i got a craft in the meantime also sharpening the craft always uh to where at some point, once you know enough, your individual style will for sure shine through. It doesn't matter. Now I can feel, I don't care, I don't care where I go. Yeah. I know the thing that I can offer. I don't care. That's a confidence that, city. Can, that, that never falters once it's there. Yeah, like the, the community, you know, anywhere that you land, you can create a culture. No question. Of just the language that people use, the way that people act, the way that people perform. I can be dropped in anywhere and restart. Yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. So, yeah. So long, but like, finally understanding. You don't understand it when you're a kid. It's super saturated, <laughs> man. And that's why, and you look at, especially, you know, there's a ton of drug use in the industry. So you got guys that yeah. come out of nowhere that are 22 years old that are jacked, jacked pulling 700 like it's a joke. Everybody's on their nuts. Abs. can't coach. No, can't coach <laughs> and they're done. Most yeah. of them are done quick too or have bad injuries or whatever. So I just said, you know what? I just got to be me. I've got to have the, like you said, the dialogue that's unique to me, the conditioning that's unique to me, the training that's mm-hmm. unique to me, prove it as a practitioner, continue to compete. Like you are already tired listening and all that, right? That's what it takes. Yeah. And every so day. every day. And so continuing to showcase that and not just talk it, but to live it. And then really say like, yo, I'm really made a lot of progress doing things my own way, which by the way, when somebody's lunging at the track and you've seen them five days in a row, people start asking questions. People are supersetting at the gym in a unique way and they squatted five days in a row. People are asking questions. My best marketing is because I've done things my own way. Yeah. I didn't want to fucking blend in because I love some of the stuff Louis does, but I don't love it all. Yeah. I love some of the stuff John Bros does, but I didn't love it all. I love some of the stuff Arnold does, but I didn't love it all mm-hmm. because I wanted to do things differently. So it's like, you know, you come up with your own mix up 
and mash up and prove it. And that's what I've been able to do. And I think that's why it's done what it's done. Yeah. Um, in terms, and I, you, I assume you think about this a lot, of your legacy, mm-hmm. what are the things that you're concerned about? Concerned about? Yeah, like, uh, I, I want people to kind of leave with this. Um, I want people to experience this part of life. I want my kids to know this. Is, is, are there things that you think, think about? Yeah, or like, I, think, I think about what, I, what kind of mark that I'll leave. Mm-hmm. And I think my role in this kind of vortex of fitness is that underdog, undersized, blue collar. I think it's just really my DNA, right? Because that's how I grew up. That's what I am. And I think that that chip on my shoulder, underdog versus the guys on drugs, underdog versus the guys that have better genetics, underdog versus people not taking me serious as a businessman. I've always had this chip on my shoulder of like, yeah, motherfucker, okay, watch this. Like, that's what I love about Tony Ramos, right? Tony Ramos, who is the best pound-for-pound 181 at Masters Division. He's number one all time. He's like top 15, I think, at 181 from West Side. He was one of my mentors from powerlifting. He, he just told me, I remember we were doing one meet. There was a lot of people there that I could tell wasn't real fond of me. And he's like, gee, listen, you know, these motherfuckers don't want to see you win. I think you already know that. But they came to watch a show today. So... I bought tickets to this motherfucker, and so did they. They just didn't know it. So get up there and show them. Let's see the motherfucking show. Show them what they came to see. Yeah. And and I, I've always felt that way anyway. But he kind of just put it in that mentality. And I remember getting up under because you know in a power to meet everybody's sitting down. Yeah. So you're taking that squat bar out looking. Yeah. And I just remember watch this motherfucker. Watch this. What you came to watch? And I fucked smoke showed seven hundred or something. I forget whatever it was. And I just remember, like, I've really just had that mentality about everything. When I had the first meeting with Arnold, a lot of the other guys I was with was super nervous. I couldn't wait. Now, yeah. I was a little nervous, but I was more excited because I'm like, I'm getting a chance to sit with the man that I idolize and maybe be my business partner. If I don't come out of this with this deal done, I'm, I'm going to regret this the rest of my life. Yeah. Everything. All gas, no brakes. You know what I'm saying? Just like Dose says, like... And that's the way I take um, a lot of these things on because I'm just so surprised or happy to be even in the situation yeah. that what do I got to lose? I'm not even supposed to be here. That's what I love about LeBron too. He always talks about a kid from Akron, a kid from Akron. LeBron's genetics is nasty. But at the end of the day, yeah. he still sometimes can't believe it, I think. Yeah. And I think that when you see that reflection like that, especially being from Ohio, like I love that because – you know, you're in these situations, you're just like, holy shit, this really happened. And you have these from time to time. And I think those just continue to feed into that, um, that mentality. But I think the chip on the shoulder is what I'll be that underdog, um, of a guy that just keeps coming back for more that you think's gone. And then he ain't, and then he's back for more. Fuck and then you think, <laughs> and, that, and I love that. Cause I know people say it. Yeah. I thought this motherfucker was done. I thought I, I thought I had his spot. Motherfucker, you ain't got my spot. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's, my part of the industry and that I did, you know, I was the first person to do Olympic lifting, uh, a bodybuilding show and a powerlifting meet all the same weekend. Yeah. And I, I, I know that. other people can do it I actually that. way better than me. I just happen to be the first person to ever do it. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I think that I'll be known for God, for somebody that pushed the limit on both at a high level from a drug free standpoint. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. And I hope when I look back at these pictures, when I'm an old man, like I see Arnold and his friends at these parties still like from Pumping Iron. Yeah. I know who most of them are because I studied yeah, it. Yeah. And you can tell that that was some of their best times. Yeah. Here at Venice, young, jacked, beautiful hair. Fun. 
beautiful, beautiful skin, hair. beautiful hair, just enjoying everything about life, right? Yeah. And and I feel like I, I can I can understand that that's kind of I'm in the tail end of that part, but I'm in it still, and yeah. I really enjoy it. it it's fun. Like I, I I see the photos that you guys post at, at old school. I try to take photos. I'm like, yo, this is it right here, right now. I'm in the fucking... You're in the golden era. Right now. And I, and, I, and I recognize that by talking to those old timers, and I try to really appreciate it. Yeah. I do. I, I really appreciate it. And I, I look at my look at myself and some of the guys, and I told them guys the other day, I said, I know y'all are young, so you're going to get it like me, but we're going to look back at these years yeah. and be like, we were fucking jacked. Yeah. And we were strong. We had so much fun. Yeah. Because nothing's forever. Uh-huh. It's just the truth. Especially lifting the, how we do. Nothing is wrong, bro. <laughs> and so when I got that injury this year um, that I chose not to get surgery when I ripped my rotator cuff, it, it became real to me. I thought it was taken away for a second. It was weird. Yeah, I am. Uh, it was weird. Uh, it's weird that I know your voice that well and you sounded really fucking bummed, bro. Oh, uh, bro. It, I was, bummed, it bummed me out. I was bummed and I was scared. Yeah. And I didn't even, like John will tell you. Like I didn't even act the right way for probably a couple months because I just didn't even almost know how to act. Yeah, I was really thrown for a loop. But here's what's interesting about that whole thing, right? So just so you guys know, I tore, I ruptured my supraspinatus, um, which you shouldn't really be able to press mm-hmm. when you rip that. Which I've kind of fixed that because I've been doing tons of upper back work and whatever. Um, I probably bench two seventy five again, which is pretty good in yeah, so four that. or five months. But I think it's the best thing that happened to me, and I'll tell you why is it made me appreciate everything way more, gave me way more gratitude for what I've been able to do at a crazy level for the body weight changes, all the powerlifting meets. I've done like 15 or more bodybuilding shows, way over 30 powerlifting meets, the ones where we do bodybuilding powerlifting the same weekend, the ones with the, I've done a crazy amount of shit to my body. I've weighed 240, I've weighed 165. <laughs> like I've pushed the limits and never really had a real injury. Yeah. So honestly... I was thankful, even though I felt really hurt, I was thankful that I got all of that in to be able to afford myself a living that I have. Secondly, it made me say, all right, G, you're a nut job on this stuff, but what else, What other things in life, from an athletic standpoint too, are you interested in that you're not really spending time in? And the funny thing is, one of them is golf for me. I love golf. Yeah. Like uh, My grandpa taught me how to golf and lift weights. That's something we did together. Um, and then... I love, I'm, I've been obsessed with dunking a basketball my entire life, basically off and on. But as I got bigger and older, I just never really did it that often. Yeah. It's hard on your body, and so I basically um, have really been pursuing to be better at those two things, especially until the clock runs out on the jumping part. Mm-hmm. Right, golf I can do till I'm a hundred. So, and it just made me just sit back and just have a lot more gratitude. So I told somebody this the other day, and they were kind of surprised. I was like, I think it's the best thing that happened to me. Yeah, there's. There's always two ways to look at everything. Cer- well, yeah, there's always certain uh, events that happen in your life. Uh, and I always talk about how I never lose because you just turn it into a win. It, uh, you, you fucking turn everything into a win. It, it feels like it was 2019 was a really interesting year for me. Yeah. And that was a big part of why it was so interesting. And I have reached some really good business goals that... I knew were attainable, um, but when they happen, they're awesome. But that right there threw like a super curveball to me. Yeah, it was good though. Especially because lifting is at the heart. Oh, especially powerlifting. That's the thing is, you know, I look more like a fitness guy, but I'm really a powerlifter. That's what I love. And so when I thought like 
shit, I'm not going to be able to compete again. Fuck, like it, it was real. Um, my physique really doesn't look that much different. I'm a little bit smaller because I don't train as heavy, but it's coming back. I can the last couple of weeks even I can really tell a difference. And I did a bodybuilding show. I mean, so to give you guys an idea, I got hurt. Two weeks later, I signed up for a bodybuilding show because I needed something to push yeah, myself to go train and to really focus on my upper back because I knew it was I couldn't do bicep curls for like I couldn't do any curls or any pressing. It, I mean, it was tough. I ended up winning the fucking physique class. I got my pro card as a natural physique pro during that. Is that the same one Zach did? Yeah, Zach did yeah. bodybuilding. So we went there and swept it. Zach got his pro card in natural bodybuilding. My other main dude, my crew, I got it in the physique, and my other dude got second or third. We went there and crushed it, and we're all powerlifters. So you know what? That was like, a, and that was one of my goals. My goal is to get in bodybuilding, not physique, but either way, I got it. So you know, it was it was it was a good story. Still a good story. Yeah. Yeah. What uh What are you looking forward to in twenty twenty? So what are you um, most excited about? So what I'm most excited about is um, I put together a list of every possible event for the next twelve months that I could do. Oh, I'm trying one a month. That's what I would like to do. Can I do that? With, so my kids through this process of haziness with the shoulder. It made me also realize like my kids are getting old enough now and I, I'm a very present dad because I don't miss games. Yeah. I'm there at dinner every night. Like I'm, I'm, I don't travel a lot. Like I'm, I'm definitely home more than probably most people that have a business like mine yeah. or multiple businesses. But I was like, you know what? I need to make sure if it doesn't hinder me not seeing something from them, I have to make sure like – so I've got literally like in January, there's like three different events and – so I've got every event, single ply, multi-ply, raw, bodybuilding. Um, I'm not going to do any, uh, probably anything CrossFit or anything just because of the kipping. Yeah. I can't do my shoulder. But I put every possible event that I could drive to, that I could compete in. And I would like to not. I would like to average one per month okay. if I could. So maybe one month I do two. and the, But that, as long as I'm healthy enough. I'm not even like super caught up in my numbers per se. I don't have to, you just got to make it. <laughs> yeah, don't even have to like be – because I haven't done single ply in a long time. I haven't done multiply in a yeah. while. So that's my goal is to push myself at an even crazier level within 2020 from a competition standpoint and um, just really force – that will force my body to stay at a whole different level because then I need to be able to do a bodybuilding show in two weeks. Yeah, I need to be able to keep that lights out – Come fucking get it every day. Um, and I've kept myself in those areas before, but I did the bodybuilding show in September. And the, a couple weeks ago, I was a hair leaner, but reality, I've stayed in this ballpark since September 4th. Yeah. Where I could probably really get uh, do a, body, a bodybuilding show in a couple weeks. And um, if I could hold that for like a year or more, which I, I'm pretty sure I can, yeah. um, because now with kind of the way I understand everything, that, that's one of the things I'm excited for in 2020. That and straight up, man, like just from a business standpoint, investing in assets that don't require my time. Yeah. Understanding a true uh, cash flow, you know, asset column that's kicking over money. And I, I've been on a whole nother financial IQ kick because I want to pass it down to my kids. Not the money, but the, but the know-how because I didn't have that as a kid. And I've been forcing like all my material I listen to outside of my, my own podcast is mostly dividend investing, understanding real estate more, 
the things that I'm into. So I'm on that like old man investing kick. Um, I've been working on some oil stuff. I've been working on some uh, dividend stocks. I've been working on like some shit to create some real wealth. Yeah. And um, so that's been, that's that's been really interesting to me. That's time. I'm excited yeah. to hear about. It's that. cool. Uh, all right, I got some couple fire rounds. Let's go. Uh, it's a question. You just answer with the one that you like. Because if I had to pick one, beer uh, tacos on Saturday night. I have to go for beer. Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Front double bicep or full lats red? Front double bicep. Nick Saban or Louis Simmons? Oh, Louis Simmons. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I, mean, you know I like Nick Saban because he's a boss, but Louis Simmons is a fucking samurai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna lose your shit on this uh, one. I think Little Pump or Takashi Six Nine. Oh, I don't like either. Lost Lago, little yeah, but all Little Pump. I don't. I can't fuck with Six Nine. <laughs> Drake or J Cole? Drake. Red or blue? Well, let me. J Cole got more to say, but Drake's beats, I think, just because. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Go ahead. What's the next one? Uh, red or blue? Uh, blue. Ah, uh, wait. I don't know. Those are the What's two, your favorite color? Those are the two. So I wear. Johnny blue. was fucking with yeah, you. Yeah, he was. Day. He was fucking his trace I question. Know, I know. Um, I I wear red quite a bit. I think blue is probably more my favorite color though. I would thought you were gonna go green. Yeah, money no. green. Money green over yeah over that lime green. <laughs> uh, West Side or Gold's Gym Venice. Oh, West Side. Snapchat or TikTok. Oh, dude, I love TikTok. I know. I'm fucking. I'm I fucking. Know. About to be twenty thousand followers, bro. <laughs> How many does your son have? He got twelve five. Uh, but see, but that's the thing. He in high school though, so they're like they overthink it. So he ain't really been fucking with it. So I, I passed him up. He had twelve five on there when it was called Musically. Oh, he didn't had twelve five for a minute. So he was building it when he was like, she's fourteen now. Probably he's like ten. Oh yeah, and then he kind of like fell off. I, now I would mess with him, I'm like, yo, you need to get back on the game. Your dad's about to have 100 G on here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Deathbed. This is better than the. What is your last meal? Sure. What are your last words? Oh, never settle. I think that that's the biggest thing. Like, I think this could be a title for a book for me one day. My wife said this to me, and it was super impactful. She said, "You know why people don't really." like you sometimes right I was like why she goes because you you refuse to throw the towel in I said well tell me what, what you well, think well isn't that why you like me <laughs> yeah no she's talking about why other people yeah, yeah, don't yeah. like me she goes because you just refuse to just say oh I'm just 40 now it's cool to be fat and just fucking not cool and whatever she's like you just don't fuck with that like you're you refuse to throw the towel in on your dreams on what you push for, what your expectations are. And she goes, it's a little hard to keep up with because of you're crazy. But she's like, I respect it because you are literally going for always for what you really want out of this life. Yeah. And she's like, that's what intimidates so many people about you. Even though you're nice to them, even though you don't. But there's that is something that makes others feel shitty about themselves. Even though you're not trying to do that. Because I'm not. Yeah. And I don't even talk about Anything I do when I'm just like out Chill. here chilling, I, I always downplay everything because I, of this. My favorite thing that you say is, like, yeah, I sell vitamins. I sell vitamins. <laughs> That's what I tell people, literally. They don't know I sold $100 million worth of them, but it's one of the things where um, I think that that's something that I just – because and I love old people, so I talk to them all the time. The regrets I've heard old people talk about 
something I'd never want to uh, subscribe to. I already I have just, enough of them. Dude, <laughs> and, and you know what? And I only have very few, but it's one of those things where I just never wanted to be like, there was one major one. And, and MP did a lot for me, and I'll tell you why. Because I really looked up to Bill Phillips when I was a kid, and I wanted to roll the dice once to see if I could be my version of him, right? And it, he crushed it, so I'm not saying I'm like him, but... I wanted to be on top of the fitness industry, doing it my way, having a big supplement company, and go all in. I'm talking all in, and 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 I did that. I hung it all out. I there's there's I could die tomorrow, and there was no way I could say that I didn't try everything to make that thing what it was, and continue to create the lifestyle I wanted. But the to raise money and and sell internationally and do all these things like there's a big dice roll there. Yeah. Give away your business, give all your clients away. Like, you know, th- there was a very high level of uncomfort that came with trying to separate myself literally from everyone else. And then at that time, also be in the best shape, the most covers, be on top, all that at the same time. That was my whole plan, and I and I executed it, and that was something that. I dreamed of being able to do. And so like that was a big deal for me, man. And all the other stuff that came with it, I couldn't even have really dream about Arnold, Tiger, all these things that happened. And so I think don't settle. Don't settle because your parents don't think it's right or your friends don't think it's cool. Who fucking cares? Because at the end of the day, that's so unique to you. It's really inside you. No one can really identify with no. it. They can't, no, one can re- no one really knows what's going on in here. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to spit it out and tell them a little bit and then they kind of get it like, oh, fuck, you are crazy. But at the end of the day, the don't settle is is, is something I'll probably, till I die, I will tell everybody that's around me, you just don't want to be shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. It's just not worth it because I'd rather go out and fucking blaze it and it not work than say, at least say, man, I fucking gave it a shot. Yeah. You know, so I think it's People it. are scared. They are it's scared. Fucking, like, they are scared. They're scared of judgment more than anything, bro. I get driven a lot also. I don't know if you get this too, of like just frustration of like, dude, how are you so unhappy? I will never allow myself to to do that. That's that's a huge part of it too. Right. Like I refuse, I'm like a brat about it. I refuse to be unhappy. I'm allergic to motherfuckers that got drama. Like I have friends that call me and they're like, hey, can you help me with this or that? I'm like, and then I just, I listen and I say, listen to me. That person needs to be gone. This person needs to be gone. What they're doing is... They're not allowing you to do what you need to focus on. I'm allergic to people like this. I literally just, you will just get ghosted straight yeah. up. If you if you create drama in my life, whether we're an acquaintance, whether you see me on a regular basis, I just won't fuck with you because yeah. you're fucking up my, I got a path and you ain't taking me off of it. Yeah. I, it. I think of it as a, it, we need to help each other. And if you don't bring anything to the table, then we don't really have a relationship. No, nah, bro. hundred percent. It just, there's. Look, at the end of the day, if you're taking, 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 I don't need nobody to give me a pat on the back or anything, but at least offer something to the conversation mm-hmm. that's positive. Whether I'm in a teaching role, whether I'm in a learning role, doesn't matter. Whether we're in just rolling together and we're, and we're just you know, chopping it up. But if you're taking and it's, and, it's, and it's taking me off my path, you only gotta do that once. Yeah, Louis, I remember this one from Louis. He always, guys talk about this is, they would come in, like, cool, you're in. What are you going to give to the gym? Not about you. What yeah. are you going to contribute to this fucker? And the guys that end up leaving is because it's, you know. About them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the truth. 
And so that's that's hard for people to understand, but he's unapologetic about that too. Mm-hmm. I fucking love If it. you ain't that's got numbers, me. you're out. Yeah, fucking jam. Yeah. Well, Corey, I want to fucking thank you, bro. It's cool, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. If you haven't fucking... I forget that West Coast part at the end. He's <laughs> If you haven't fucking checked out G on, on Instagram, his his website, the gym, you fucking need to. Appreciate it. You'll you'll see a lot of uh, of me of the yeah. the morning of like just uh, craziness, lifting, trying to do some shit. Um, you've been a mentor for far and a, a closer lately, and so I appreciate it. No problem. Um, you've been helping me a lot. Proud of you, bro. It's uh, you. it's so fun. Like from where our relationships come from, like you said, kind of showing up at the same time around the same time you kind of heard about me to where you've where you've come from and i love um trying to contribute to guys like yourself that are that are in the game and they're pushing man so you know i got you no matter what so thank you brother yeah 100 percent. yep Ooh, killed it boy i got a peanut